Hi, I'm Linda Eads from Ford Asset Management, and this is the Global Markets in a Nutshell for October 2022. After slumping in September, equity markets did an about turn in October, with most developed markets rallying in the hope that central banks may start to slow the pace of their rate hikes. Most emerging markets also posted positive returns. But are October's market rallies a trick or a treat? The major exception to the rising tide of equities around the world was China. China came under pressure after leader Xi Jinping secured an unprecedented third term and stacked the leadership team with allies. Investors also remain concerned that China will continue to prioritize national security and COVID-0 policies over economic growth. In developed markets, US stocks outperformed their European and UK counterparts, with more traditional companies such as energy and industrial stocks leading the charge. In fact, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which measures the performance of 30 of America's biggest blue-chip industrial companies, posted its best monthly return since 1976 and its best October return on record. This was after US GDP increased at a better-than-expected 2.6% annualized rate during the third quarter, after posting two negative quarters earlier this year. Even though central banks such as the ECB continued to raise rates during October, Markets are hoping that the trend of central banks raising by less than expected, as we saw with Australia and Canada last month, will continue to spread. It seems that hiking rates by smaller amounts is the new pivot the market is counting on. But with data still pointing to continued inflationary pressure around the globe, this still seems like a tough ask. During October, US headline inflation data came in higher than expected at 8.2%. UK inflation hit a 40-year high of 10.1%, and Eurozone inflation hit a record high of 10.7%. In fact, more than half of the 19 Eurozone countries saw double-digit increases in consumer prices, despite a sharp slowdown in growth in the third quarter. Commodity prices remain well above their long-term averages, not helped by the knock-on effect of the continuing Russia-Ukraine war on vital commodities such as oil and corn. Brent crude oil climbed almost 8% in October to $96 a barrel, the first month of price gains since May this year. Soft commodities such as corn and soybean were also up. So inflationary pressures are not going anywhere anytime soon. And although US economic data seems fairly robust for now, we need to remember that there's a lag before rate hikes impact the underlying economy. And there are already some signs that all may not be well. Companies such as Google, Amazon, Microsoft and Facebook all seen as modern barometers of underlying consumer demand, reported disappointing third-quarter results during the month, with their fourth-quarter guidance also painting a rather bleak picture. Google and Facebook, or Meta as it's now known, are both gauges for the advertising industry, which moves in line with consumer demand. Of course, big tech has also been negatively impacted by the strong dollar. But with ad sales slowing dramatically for both companies, it's a sign that underlying consumer demand is softening. What we're seeing now are the unintended consequences of the era of ultra-easy money that followed the global financial crisis in 2008, where central bankers artificially pushed interest rates down to their lowest level in 5,000 years, according to financial historian Edward Chancellor. Contrary to popular belief, ultra-low interest rates are not a good thing for markets in the long run, and they've created huge imbalances in the system. Investors were incentivized to take undue risks and to reach for yield. Governments were free to run up national debts. Capital was allowed to flow to unproductive sectors with companies that might never have survived otherwise being artificially propped up. Housing has risen to unaffordable levels and pockets of leverage have been created, 
all of which means there is still mispriced risk in the system and increased financial fragility. We only have to look at what happened in the UK last month to see evidence of financial systems teetering on the brink of a crisis, and they're likely not the only ones. But as this normalizes, the market landscape also presents compelling opportunities if, as an investor, you're willing to think not in weeks, months, or quarters, but in years. For example, we're taking advantage of the ability to buy high-quality, cash-flow-generative, growing companies priced at single-digit multiples in areas like Asia. And with yields moving back up to more normal levels for the first time in a long while, it makes sense to allocate some capital to bonds. But as we work through the cycle, there'll be increasing dispersion among the winners and losers as companies differentiate themselves in a challenging operating environment. In our funds, we have exposure to companies that are robust, that have pricing power, that may be defensive in nature, and that don't have excessive debt. While we're happy to see more attractive yields in asset classes like bonds, we're careful about making sure that we're being rewarded for the risk that we're taking. Importantly, we don't think we're out of the woods just yet. So the protection of capital and the management of risk remains a top priority. Something to bear in mind is that liquidity and volatility tend to be inversely correlated. So when there was a lot of money sloshing around the system, risks were high, but volatility was low. And that gave investors a false sense of security. Now that liquidity is being pulled out of the system, we're all going to have to live with much higher volatility. But that's a good thing if we don't get distracted by the seesaw of market prices and instead remain focused on our long-term investment goals. We're comfortable that Ford's portfolios are balanced, well-diversified and positioned to deliver meaningful, inflation-beating returns over time. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Ford Asset Management. This podcast has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Ford Asset Management is licensed with the Monetary Authority of Singapore.